family-owned, built-to-last, people-focused. Founded on the values of integrity, hard work, and safety, the Heiko Companies has over 9,000 employees and over 70 operating companies in 19 countries on five continents. As a family-owned business, we believe our customer and employee relationships are the most important assets we have. Our operating companies provide products and services that drive the economy. These products include engineered components, steel, specialty equipment, construction, and industrial services. Our businesses are organized into four platforms, Applied Solutions Group, Construction Solutions Group, Industrial Technologies Group, and Metal Processing Group. We believe that a handshake still means something. We take pride in doing what we say we're gonna do. We have a reputation of commitment, hard work, and the desire to exceed expectations. Ensuring the safety and well-being of our employees is the most important responsibility. And we're proud that our operating companies in the United States and Canada are certified women's business enterprises. On this podcast, we will learn from thought leaders and subject matter experts from our operating companies, their customers, and other partners in their industries. Hi, and welcome to the One Company, Many Industries, Countless Products podcast brought to you by the experts at Heiko Companies. I'm your host, Hillary Kennedy, and joining me on this very first episode is Maddie Dixon, the Global Supplier Diversity Program Manager, and Scott Herdlicka, Director of Integrated Marketing and Brand Strategy and Sales and Marketing for Heiko. Now, let me give you some background on our guests. Maddie holds a Bachelor of Science in Pure Mathematics, which has allowed her to powerfully and effectively network with professionals use industry knowledge and market research for decision-making and quantify interactions to measure value. And then Scott is a data-driven marketing executive with expertise building and executing global B2B and B2C brand strategy, marketing strategy, channel strategy, digital strategy, e-commerce, SEO, and digital marketing. So two very accomplished individuals. So in this inaugural episode, we're going to cover a lot of very interesting ground, starting with the story behind the Heiko Company's brand and the importance of branding. We're also going to highlight the women's business enterprise, some various ways that you can work with the Heiko Companies, and then what you can expect from this enlightening podcast in the coming days. So Maddie and Scott, thank you so much for joining the show today. Glad to be here, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's start off with one of the most critical things when it comes to success, and that is the importance of branding. And Heiko has a really great backstory. So Scott, I would love for you to share with us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So Heiko's brand story is one where we provide a shared foundation of resources to our operating companies. Over the past 40 years, the Heiko companies, um, being a buy-hold company or holding company, We look to grow our companies by providing access to shared resources. So those include IT, HR, uh, health and safety, environmental, and legal resources. Ultimately, the goal is to maintain the culture and identity of our operating companies while enabling them to grow by leveraging our shared resources. So last year when we refreshed our logo and our brand architecture, we wanted to ensure that we stayed true to our 40-year history, but wanted to add a small icon that allowed us to you know, have the opportunity to explain our approach as a buy-hold company. And if you actually kind of look at the the Heiko um, brand symbol, the building icon is symbolic of the structured approach that we offer um, to our holding companies, where we really kind of treat them as separate layers, almost like a multi-tenant building, if you look closely, where the Heiko companies is the foundation, and each of the operating companies is a layer on top of that foundation. 
but they all have access to those shared resources. So instead of having to go back and duplicate over and over the, the you know, IT, legal, even marketing resources, digital resources, we provide those to our companies to help them grow and develop over time. And one of the other core things that we really do as a buy hold company is we work very, very hard to maintain the entrepreneurial spirit of the, the companies that you know are part of the Heiko companies along with their culture and identity. I love that. Well, you know, like you mentioned, branding is so important because it is one of those things that makes a lasting impression on clients, but it also, you know, like you kind of walk through all those different levels. It allows your customers and your clients to know what to expect from your company and who they can work with and things like that. So what key factors when it comes to branding do you feel like are the most important? You know, overall branding, it allows you it's a shortcut in the mind more than anything else, right? It's, it's a reference. And in a lot of ways, it's either a similar word that almost kind of connects to a promise. So, you know, branding is essential because it's a, that symbol of the promise. It sets expectations. With the Heiko companies, we want a promise that will resonate with the operating companies that we're here to provide support for them to grow while maintaining their autonomy. So, you know, we really kind of look at ourselves as a foundation, and we're building upon that foundation. But when we look at branding and the importance of branding, and this is the same thing for the Heiko companies or any of, any of our operating companies, you know, it's really a symbol that allows the, the customer to take a shortcut that's symbolic of who you are, what you stand for. And in B2B, it, it's usually, you know, it's really symbolic to trust. And, you know, do I understand the value proposition that this company is going to bring to us? Do I understand, you know, their point of difference? Who are they relative to their competition? And is this a, a name or a mark that allows me to take a shortcut in the mind to know that, you know, they're going to deliver as promised? Right. All important things to, to think about when you're building a brand. You know, something that has really been getting a lot of excitement and attention over the past several years is brands that are woman-owned and operated. And, you know, being a woman-owned and operated brand is something to really be proud of. And it creates inspiration for other business entrepreneurs. So, uh, Maddie, I want to ask you, in your opinion, how has being a woman-owned and operated brand added value and success to the company and to your clients? That's a great question. Um, and I think I'll start by just saying we... we um pursued WBE or Women's Business Enterprise certification actually after um, customers started noticing that we qualify for that certification. So um, Emily Heisley Sokol, our, our um, chairman and an owner, she really put put her effort into um, seeing what the WBE community was like, what the WBENC or Women's Business Enterprise National Council, um, what, what they stand for and what the value is in being certified by them. And um, again, driven by by our customers' desires and um, you know their 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 value of including diverse some suppliers in their supply chains, we pursued certification. So first and foremost, it what the value is is that our our, our customers have um, been able to further their supplier diversity initiatives by you know including us in our in in our supply chains. And I think the um the key word the the key value add is just partnerships across the board and the networking um, and the collaboration that it has allowed one within our organization um, and also externally. So with these agencies who are committed and, and so much thanks and kudos to them for, for these commitments committed to um, connecting corporations who have these supplier diversity commitments with other companies like uh, diverse owned companies like ours, both women owned, um, you know, minority owned, veteran owned, LGBTQ um, all companies that have been historically underutilized in, um, in, in, in the business world. So 
we're able to partner better with with our customers in that sense. And one thing I want to make sure we touch on is is the the value that it's provided from an internal collaboration standpoint. So each of our individual operating companies in the U.S. and Canada hold the certification through um, the strategic management and and leadership of under Emily Heisley Stokel. And what that has really allowed us to do is to come together in a collaborative sense, either be it um, in specific industries, you know, so our, we have various companies um, across the globe, some of them who, who don't work together at all, but they, but they might have similar customers and they might work in the same industries. So this has really been a route through which our companies can come together and collaborate and see, hey, where are their synergies, you know, within our customer base? How can we be provide um, a value add to them and showing our customers that, hey, we are all part of this family of customers. Here's our brand. You know, Scott's efforts there have really been helpful in, in better telling our story when we when we come together in that collaboration sense. So that's just an example of um, specifically, you know, how we're, how we're valuable to our customers. Yeah, that's fantastic because it really sounds like it's opened up so many new avenues to create new relationships and different ways to collaborate and just broaden your network. So that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And you did touch on supplier diversity. Um, And, you know, through that, companies can use their power and economic and social influence to support businesses that are essential to our economy um, and also our social and cultural fabric. So, Maddie, would you mind um, just kind of going over the supplier diversity commitment that HICO has made? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'll just I'll start with what we're currently doing in, in in an ongoing sense and then. I'll spend some time talking about, you know, where we are headed and, and what our proactive goals are. Um, so right now, currently, we, we do have um, diverse owned companies within our supply chains, specifically for um, in the business units who are tier one or prime suppliers to customers that require our businesses to include diverse owned suppliers in our supply chain. And a primary example would be automotive. A lot of the big um, automotive corporations do require their tier ones to have X, X percent of diverse spend in their supply chains. So for our business units that supply to the automotive industry, they um, are required in order to do business with these companies are required to track that. So in that sense, we do track it in, within siloed business units. Our construction companies are oftentimes required to um, include businesses that have certifications specific to a local jurisdiction, um, either small or diverse zone, but local. And we don't qualify normally because because of our size for those local ones. So that really, I would say, drives us to make partnerships within uh, with businesses in those local communities um, and, and bring, bring them on to bigger jobs. So those are the two areas in which we, you know, d- where our supply chains are definitely diverse. And then the rest of our businesses, we, we do really try to participate in B2B matchmaker events in which we are buyers, you know, bringing out supply chain professionals within our organization um, to meet with other diverse owned suppliers. And then just in general, making sure that we're keeping an open line of communication between uh, myself and our different supply chain professionals um, uh, and what sourcing needs that they currently have so that I can bring forth those opportunities to diverse owned suppliers and and, um, really just making sure that they all have a seat at the table where opportunities are, which is, you know, one of the main purposes of having a supplier diversity program. Uh, we also do have a diverse supplier questionnaire that smaller diverse-owned businesses can fill out if they're wanting to do business with us. Um, so those are the those are the three primary areas in which we're currently, um, you know, active in this as a company committed to supplier diversity. But where we're going, I think, is is the important part to talk about. You know, in building a supplier diversity program, there's there are all the things that um, anyone building a supplier diversity program will be would be working on. You know, it's 
visualizing what diversity currently exists in our supply chains. It's um, determining how we can can automate continually reporting and tracking that information as the years go on and providing that information up to our customers, providing it in um, just part of our, our company story and part of our brand, you know, integrating that into who we are, measuring ROI, and then Im- implementing a process that really enhances any current supply chain processes that are in place. You know, we don't want to upend what anyone's doing within their supply chain in our business units, but we want to enhance it. And so building this program has, is, has you know, looks at all of those working pieces. Um, so <laughs> we are currently in the process of building that proposal for what we want this program to look like. But what I, what this, what those conversations have really led to is, is the bigger picture of, of corporate social responsibility um, and what it means for our company and our brand to look at things like supplier diversity um, and ESG in those areas that are really hot topics right now and extremely, extremely important and valuable to be part of a company, a company's brand and story. So Within the broader scope of corporate social responsibility, supplier diversity would fit into that. How are we sourcing responsibly? You know, um, so I'm, I have been working with, um, our environmental health and safety team, our compliance team to figure out how we can be more responsible within our supply chains and incorporate supplier diversity into a, a bigger scope of supplier vetting so that we can report out on that with under the scope of our corporate social responsibility umbrella. What, what really is driving all of those portions are, you know, what, what's important to our customers, what's important to our communities, and what's important to, to our employees, you know, who's, who's looking at us, who do we care about the most, you know, and those are, those are our three primary areas that, that we pay attention to for corporate social responsibility. So all that being said, it started with just saying, hey, you know, we're, we're in the supplier diversity space, let's give back, let's make some partnerships here. Um, and, and we have, we've made some incredible and valuable partnerships with other diverse owned suppliers. And that and then that has led all the way up to, hey, what are we doing from a corporate social responsibility standpoint? So a lot to uh, build on uh, from there with our company. It really is. Well, and it's, it's great to see, you know, a business like Heiko Companies really getting involved and not just saying like, hey, we want to be part of the conversation, but really actively looking for ways to make a difference. So that's, that's, fan- it's encouraging. It's fantastic. And I really hope a lot of other companies follow suit. Um, I've got a question for both of you now. What are some of the ways that industries can work with Heiko companies? Um, Scott, do you have some ways you can share with us? So I can give a quick rundown of the company. So that's one of those things like, you know, a full intro, kind of talking the size and scope of the organization and the, the business segments that we belong to or that we do business in. And then transition that into, you know, with that, there are a number of ways to do business with us, you know, including, um, you know, at the customer supplier, you know, level, you know, for our operating companies, if you're looking to sell your company, you know, knowing that a company like the Haiku companies is a buy hold company that really works, you know, very hard to maintain the culture of your organization, uh, along with that entrepreneurial spirit, a lot of these, uh, these companies that really allows them to stay in line with their core values while having access to the resources they wouldn't otherwise have. So really, it's a lot of development and ability to grow by joining the Haiku companies. And then there's also, you know, obviously corporate sourcing um, regarding, you know, partnerships and, and programs like with Maddie and, and uh, WBE and supplier diversity. Um, but then I can also, even if you want, provide a little bit of background about the Heiko companies, you know, you know, and with that, you know, we're, we're a private holding company that takes a buy hold approach to our acquisitions. We've been around for over 40 years. We have over 70 operating companies. We have businesses on five continents in 19 countries. You know, two and a half billion dollars, over two and a half billion dollars in annual revenue. 
Uh, and we also have companies, you know, in, in several business segments. And to name a few of those, we have Cargo Solutions. And when I thought Cargo Solutions, think of cargo securement equipment. So anything from the, the actual straps that hold cargo on the back of, you know, semi-trucks to securement inside, you know, semi-trailers and, and so on and so forth. Towing Solutions. We have a number of uh, electronic thermal solution companies. We have companies that offer recycling solutions. So if you think about um, large shredding trucks or plant-based recycling equipment, metal processing companies, heavy equipment companies, so construction equipment, forestry equipment, multi-purpose uh, industrial equipment. We have companies you know, dealing business in uh, water infrastructure, so sewer and drain equipment, uh, capital equipment, so tire and wire companies. Uh, specialty solutions, we have companies you know, in, in transcription. So if you think of the, the court reporting or stenograph machines, we, uh, it's one of our companies. Uh, plastic components, HVAC components. We also have a division dedicated to, to concrete construction, uh, steel fabrication, marine construction, construction equipment, you know, so shoring rental and sales, pan rental, steel wire products, steel fasteners, along with wire rod products. So we're really um, diversified as an organization. So there's a number of ways to do business with us, uh, whether it be you know, from a corporate level, divisional level, or even from, you know, one of our operating companies. That's amazing. And and Maddie, do you want to touch on that too a little bit? Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Scott. Um, I will just say on my end, if you are a diverse supplier and you are hearing this, please feel free to email me at um, supplierdiversity at heikocompanies.com. We would love to grow our pool of diverse suppliers with whom we are partnering with, and we can hop on a phone call just to see where to see where there might be a fit. And like uh, to go off of what Scott said, that's both within each of our individual operating companies have their own supply chains. Um, some of them have, have space for strategic sourcing. So if you do some research on our company, um, you might find there are five or six, five or six of our business units that you want to do business with and you could do business with. That's, that's a way in which you can reach out um, and, 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 uh, and let us know that you're interested in doing business in that sense. It's also, like Scott said, the, the corporate, the, on the corporate end too, we're looking for partners from a corporate, from a corporate standpoint. So if you, um, you know, consulting, staffing, all those areas, you can also reach out there. I love it. There are a lot of opportunities between uh, what you both just said. It just sounds like there are so many different ways that industries can, can get involved and, and partner with Heiko. So that's great. Yeah. And I'll just add, it's, we're here to build relationships, um, you know, and, and be involved and, um, and, and have long-term partnerships that, that are mutually beneficial. Well, you know what? This has been so much fun chatting with you guys. Uh, this was the inaugural episode, which was fantastic. So I want to know, how will this podcast channel be used? You know, what can people expect from future episodes? Yeah, well, I'll just say first, thanks to Scott so much for coming on. Um, I really wanted this inaugural episode to be, um, you know, the, the first presentation of, of who we are as the Heiko companies. And on that note, you know, I think, no, thanks to Scott, there was a lot of good information about who our companies are. And I what we intend to do is bring on different individuals and subject matter experts from each of these companies, either at the operating business unit level or, um, you know, here those shared resources that Scott talked about. We, we might have um, someone come on in, from our environmental health and safety team and really share some of their incredible expertise. Um, I, we also intend to bring on some of our external partners, you know, I would love to have some of our supplier diversity, my supplier diversity connections come on here and just talk about more about the industry. Again, it's a hot topic. So people, um, the more the more conversations we have around it, I think the better informed that everyone will be. Um, and then also, we talked about some of those, uh, the, the collaborative abilities that um, 
the supplier diversity space in particular has opened up. And what we'd really like to do is is have representatives from our different companies who serve maybe one industry come on and we can just have use this space to highlight where and how we can be value add as as a family of companies in a specific industry. So we might have a, a utilities industry highlight or spotlight um, and have different companies who serve that space come on or automotive. Um, but we just look forward to everyone engaging with us in this sense, learning about who we are and um, just want to make sure that we are being the best partner to, to um, everyone we work with. Well, I am excited because it sounds like there are going to be so many amazing experts, uh, both internally and externally, that are going to be sharing their expertise, their thoughts, their ideas. So it's it's going to be an exciting ride. Um, but that is going to do it for this episode of the One Company, Many Industries, Countless Products podcast. Thanks again to Maddie Dixon and Scott Hardlicka for joining me. Thank you for sharing your expertise on the importance of branding and commitment to diversity and also just, you know, being an example in the female-owned business space. So thank you both for joining me today. Thank you, Hillary. You're welcome. Thanks for the invite. Well, and I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us uh, for this episode. We certainly appreciate it. And stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast. If you want to stay up to date about those future episodes, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, I have been your host, Hillary Kennedy. Thanks so much for listening. 